Beneath a canopy of twisted trees, the alchemist hurtles through the labyrinthine forest. Moonlight seeps through the cracks of the foliage, barely enough to illuminate the path, but he doesn't slow. Each footfall is calculated, dodging roots that rise from the ground like serpent heads, avoiding brambles that seem to claw at him as if enchanted. Sweat beads on his brow, mingling with the fine mist that hangs in the air, turning the soil soft and muddy underfoot. His leather satchel bounces with each stride, a precarious collection of vials and jars clinking together like some urgent symphony. He can't afford to break them, the potions within are vital for his mission. His cloak flaps in the wind, streaming behind him like a dark, comet's tail. In his gloved hand, the parchment map seems to come to life. Sketched with enchanted ink, it shifts and adjusts according to his movements, guiding him through a sea of unyielding darkness. Each glance at the map provides him with the most direct route, avoiding pitfalls and creatures that prowl the night. And at the center of it all, the symbol of a flower glows brighter as he nears his destination, a radiant beacon amidst a world of shadows. Adrenaline surges through his veins like liquid fire. He knows what awaits him in the valley is not just the nightshade, but a slew of monstrous wraiths, keepers of the cursed bloom. Yet he forges ahead, a single thought looping through his mind, this is the only chance. The nightshade blooms but once in a century, and without its nectar, his work is meaningless, a myriad of failures, strung across a lifetime. At last, the forest begins to thin, and he catches a scent in the air, dark and intoxicating, sweet but laced with a smoky bitterness. He bursts through the last line of trees, feet pounding the ground as he enters a moonlit clearing. He's arrived in the serene valley, and there, surrounded by an aura of haunting beauty, stands the nightshade, its velvety black petals unfurling for the first time in a hundred years. The alchemist takes a moment, just a fraction of a second, to appreciate the magnitude of what he's found, and what he must do next. Then, with no time to spare, he rushes towards the rare bloom, his satchel ready, his heart pounding, but his resolve unwavering. No sooner has the alchemist stepped into the moonlit clearing than he feels the atmosphere change. The air grows thicker, heavy with a magical aura that makes his skin tingle and his pulse quicken. But there's no time to ponder, the nightshade calls to him like a siren in the dark sea of the valley. He charges forward, pushing past vines that reach out to entangle him, and shoving aside thorns that scratch at his clothing as if alive. His eyes are riveted on the nightshade, its petals gleaming like black silk under the moonlight. Every fiber of his being tells him to hurry. In the distance, an otherworldly wail begins to echo, an unsettling chorus heralding the approach of the shadowy wraiths. Fumbling in his satchel, he finds an empty vial and a pair of silver tweezers. His gloves are off in an instant, this operation requires a tactile finesse that his worn leather gloves won't allow. With shaky hands, he holds the vial under the flower. The tweezers barely touch the edge of a petal and a drop of nectar detaches, falling into the vial with the weight of an entire lifetime of work. His hands tremble as he seals the vial, aware of the enormity of what he's just done. He swiftly stows it in a padded compartment within his satchel, 
right beside other vials filled with ingredients both common and extraordinary, mundane and magical. His mission, however, is far from over. Even as he caps the vial, the haunting wail grows louder, the valley itself echoing with a spectral chorus that sends chills down his spine. The cursed guardians of the flower are coming for him, the wraiths that were once human, now trapped in eternal despair. He bolts, the vial secure, the rare nectar within its glass walls the key to a forbidden alchemy. The wail crescendos, a dissonant symphony that fills the valley as the alchemist makes his next daring move. It's time to face the consequences of his audacious act, consequences that carry the weight of cursed souls and the hope of redemption. But as he sprints from the clearing, one thought races through his mind, the elixir is now within reach, but the real challenge lies ahead. And so, with the shadows lengthening and the wraiths drawing near, he rushes back into the dark maze of the forest, each step taking him further into the perilous unknown. The moment the alchemist steps back into the forest, he feels the valley vibrate with malevolent energy. Darkness deepens, and the tree branches above twist into darker shapes, as if bowing to the malefic forces now awakened. From the corners of the valley, shadowy figures materialize like smoke rising from embers, their forms solidifying under the cold glow of the moon. Wraiths. Wisps of eternal regret and despair, now descending upon him like a hurricane of darkness. They screech, a sound so jarring it pierces the air and rattles his bones. The noise is a symphony of torment, each note a manifestation of their eternal sorrow and anger. Incensed that a mortal would dare tamper with their sacred, cursed flower, they swoop down, ethereal claws outstretched, faces twisted in eternal torment. Heart pounding, the alchemist zigzags through the trees, ducking and weaving as wraiths dive at him. More than once, he feels the sting of their near-missed attacks, the air growing colder wherever they pass. His protective spells are his only armor, flickering around him like a shield made of starlight. But these are no ordinary adversaries, they are cursed souls unyielding, relentless. Every dodge he makes is countered by another lunge, every evasive maneuver met with a screech that fills the night air, drowning out all other sounds, even the beating of his own frantic heart. He can't outrun them forever, he knows that. But every second he gains is another moment to plan, another moment to stay the inevitable. With the vial of nightshade's nectar thumping against his chest inside his satchel, he leaps over a fallen tree, ducks under a low-hanging branch, and bursts into a clearing. Here he will make his stand, in a ring of moonlight, readying himself for what comes next. The wraiths encircle him, their numbers too great, their despair too deep, yet their fury is nothing compared to his resolve. Clenching his fists, the alchemist draws a deep breath, steadying himself for the clash that is about to begin, a battle not just for his life, but for the very soul of the cursed valley and its haunting spectres. His fingers pinch a handful of salt from a pouch at his belt. With a rapid, fluid motion, he casts it around him, tracing an intricate circle on the forest floor. The salt sparkles in the moonlight, but when he begins to chant, it turns incandescent, glowing with another worldly light. His words weave a net of power, 
each syllable a thread of arcane might that connects with the salt, activating its latent properties. As the last word leaves his lips, the circle erupts in a surge of magic that shoots skyward, forming a luminous barrier between him and the swooping wraiths. They recoil, screeching, as they collide with the unseen wall, repelled by its purifying force. For a moment, the relentless assault halts, giving the alchemist the window of time he desperately needs. Unclasping his satchel, he withdraws several vials. His hands are a blur as he combines liquids and powders, guided by instinct and years of knowledge. His fingers dance in a complex choreography, a pinch of sulfur, a dribble of quicksilver, and a dash of dried dragon's blood. The mixture bubbles and hisses, a volatile combination that could either protect him or incinerate him on the spot. Grim determination set on his face, he throws the concoction onto the barrier. A flash of light erupts, followed by a roaring wall of fire that springs from the circle, encasing him in a swirling vortex of flame. The fire licks the air but never crosses the salt boundary, a protective furnace that stands between him and his malevolent pursuers. The wraiths shriek at this new development, a chorus of disapproval and frustration. They dart around the flames, seeking a weakness, but find none. The magical fire stands firm, fueled by alchemy and sheer will. He's bought himself a temporary reprieve, but the alchemist knows the fire won't last forever. Already, the flames flicker, their intensity waning as the concoction burns itself out. And beyond the fire, in the darkened forest and moonlit valley, he senses other movements, hears other wails. More wraiths? Or something worse? Either way, he's out of time. Clenching his fists, he readies himself. The wall of fire begins to shrink, and as it does, he steals himself for the next phase of his perilous, night-bound quest. The elixir is incomplete, the valley still cursed, and the night far from over. With a last glance at the weakening flames, he prepares to dash, the real trial yet to come. As the flames sputter and die, giving way to encroaching darkness, the alchemist's thoughts race. He's fully aware of the irony that weighs heavy on his soul. The wraiths, these twisted, malevolent beings, were once like him, seekers of knowledge, hunters of immortality. Driven by their desperation, they had consumed the nectar of the nightshade, unwittingly trading their humanity for an eternal curse. The very nectar he now carries in his satchel. He's studied the curse for years, poring over ancient, tomes and dissecting the stories of lost wanderers who never returned from the valley. His experiments were countless, filled with failures and dead ends, but also glimpses of hope. Each ingredient, each formula, each incantation brought him closer to a cure, to a reversal of the dark magic that held the wraiths captive in their sorrowful existence. The nightshade's nectar was the final piece, the cornerstone of his elixir. Yet he is well aware that its transformative power can swing either way. It can either complete the cure or doom him to join the ranks of the restless wraiths. The protective wall of fire is now nothing but glowing ash and dying embers, and the wraiths sense their moment. Their forms solidify, becoming more corporeal, 
as they prepare to descend like dark avengers upon the alchemist. Just as they lunge, he hurls a small, spherical object into the air. It detonates, not with fire or sound, but with a plume of thick, obscuring smoke. The world turns hazy, a foggy netherworld where neither human nor wraith can see. But the alchemist is counting on this. As the smoke billows, he utters a swift incantation, vanishing from the spot as if swallowed by the mist. With a sharp crack, he reappears, gasping for breath, beyond the valley's boundaries. The sudden shift leaves him dizzy, but there's no time for recovery. The wraiths are disoriented but not defeated, and he knows they'll soon locate him if he stays put. His legs, fueled by adrenaline, carry him back through hidden trails and arcane pathways, the parchment map in his satchel now redundant, his feet guided by memorized landmarks and instinct. The forest blurs past him, a dark tapestry of shifting shadows and ancient trees, but he keeps his focus razor-sharp, senses alert for any sign of pursuit. Finally, his sanctuary comes into sight, a secluded structure camouflaged by the forest, its exterior unremarkable but its interior a sanctum of alchemical wonder. As he crosses the threshold, he feels the tingling sensation of protective spells washing over him, woven into the very fabric of the walls. These are his defenses, meticulously placed barriers that repel dark forces, keeping the wraiths at bay. He takes a deep, shuddering breath, a mixture of relief and anticipation filling his lungs. For the first time since embarking on his perilous quest, he allows himself a momentary pause, a brief respite to gather his thoughts and energies. But he knows that time is an ever-ebbing river, and he's not yet at its mouth. He sets the vial of nightshade nectar on a table filled with arcane instruments, mystical tomes, and a plethora of vials containing substances both exotic and mundane. The next steps will be critical, a razor's edge between triumph and catastrophe. With a heavy sigh and a flicker of determination in his eyes, he prepares to face the final leg of his quest, the synthesis of the elixir, an act that will either lift the curse or damn him eternally. The alchemist's hands dance in a symphony of calculated precision. Each movement is deliberate, each step an alchemical equation waiting to be solved. From racks of glass vials and jars, he selects ingredients with meticulous care, herbs that grow only in moonlit meadows, minerals found in the deepest caverns, and the many rarities he's accumulated over decades of questing. His fingers crush dried leaves of wolfsbane, measure out grains of elemental salt, and carefully drop droplets of phoenix tears into a crucible. Sparks of arcane energy flicker around him, illuminating the darkened room with flashes of ethereal light. But the pièce de résistance, the cornerstone of his ambitious formula, is the dark nectar of the nightshade flower. With a deep breath that does little to steady his trembling hands, he carefully pours the pitch-black liquid into the mixture. Chemical meets magical, earthly blends with divine. The crucible bubbles, hisses, then calms. What remains is not dark but radiant, a glowing elixir that pulsates with a strange light, as if carrying within it the very heartbeat, of the mysterious valley. He watches as the pulsating glow stabilizes, marveling at the spectral dance of colors that swirl within the vial.
But even as he observes this miracle of alchemy, doubt claws at the edges of his mind. The elixir seems complete, its form magical and inviting, yet the stakes of a miscalculation are unimaginably high. Sweat trickles down his brow. Every fiber of his being is taut with the tension of this singular moment. This elixir represents the sum total of his life's work, but it is also the epitome of uncertainty, a gamble that could break the curse and free the wraiths or plunge him into the same abyss of eternal despair. But there is no time for hesitation. The elixir is volatile, its magic at peak potency only for a limited period. With a shaky hand, he lifts the vial and seals it with an incantation, trapping the elixir's potent magic within. And so, as the echoes of his spell fade into the depths of the secluded sanctuary, the alchemist faces the inevitable, irrevocable next step, the elixir must be tested. Somewhere, beyond the protective walls of his lab and the haunting limits of the cursed valley, awaits his destiny. With the glowing vial carefully placed back on the table, he gears up for the next phase of his journey, unaware that the night still has more secrets to unravel. With a purposeful stride, the alchemist moves to a corner of the lab where a small cage rests, housing a single mouse. The creature scurries nervously, sensing the tension that fills the room. Carefully, the alchemist draws a dropper full of the nightshade nectar and administers a single drop onto the mouse's back. A shudder runs through the tiny body. Fur turns to mist, bones reshape, and eyes cloud over until they are but smoky voids. In seconds, a miniature wraith floats where the mouse once sat, a shadowy form that radiates an aura of palpable despair. It's a horrific transformation, a miniature replay of the tragedies that have unfolded in the valley for centuries. With another dropper, the alchemist now administers a single drop of the newly synthesized elixir. As the glowing liquid touches the tiny wraith, a brilliant flash fills the cage. When it subsides, the wraith is gone. In its place the mouse, scampers happily, fur restored and eyes twinkling as if celebrating a newfound freedom. A squeak of joy fills the air, tinged with relief and vitality. It worked. The years of research, the perilous journey to the valley, the battle against the wraiths, it all culminates in this single, glorious moment of success. But the triumph is fleeting, and the alchemist knows it. What works on a mouse may not necessarily work on a human, or on a host of wraiths. He returns to the table, his mind racing. Scaling the elixir for humans would require recalibrations, more ingredients, and another layer of complexity. The magical properties have to be magnified, the elemental balance finely tuned to handle the intricate spellwork embedded in a human soul. As he contemplates the enormity of his upcoming challenge, a sudden realization strikes him, if he does manage to scale the elixir, he'll need to administer it to the wraiths themselves. It's a chilling thought, fraught with danger, but there's no turning back now. Gathering a fresh set of vials and parchment, he begins jotting down calculations, each stroke of his quill marking a step closer to a potentially history-altering breakthrough. Yet even as his mind engulfs itself in numbers and arcane formulae, annoying uncertainty lingers. For the cure to be administered, he would have to return to the valley, 
back to the very heart of darkness. And what awaits him there, in that cursed realm filled with damned souls, is a mystery that could either be his ultimate triumph or his eternal doom. Fully aware that every moment counts, the alchemist thrusts quills, parchments, and vials aside, grabbing only the essentials, the upscaled elixir, securely contained in a larger vial pulsating with arcane energy, a few emergency potions, and his trusty spellbook. With the efficiency of someone who's raced against time far too often, he stows these items in his leather satchel and bolts out of his sanctuary. Navigating through the labyrinthine forest, he arrives at the valley's edge. Time is of the essence, yet he pauses, not out of doubt, but to utter, an incantation. It's a spell of unbinding, a sequence of ancient syllables designed to unravel the very threads of magical boundaries. His voice rises and falls in a rhythmic cadence, and as the last word leaves his lips, the air shivers. The invisible barrier that keeps the wraiths confined within the valley starts to quiver, like a spiderweb trembling in the wind. With a focused wave of his hand, the magical construct disintegrates, releasing a surge of pent-up energy that dissipates into the night sky. The circle is broken, the wraiths now capable of venturing beyond the valley. It's a risk, a potentially catastrophic one, but the alchemist knows it's a necessary evil. For his elixir to work, the wraiths must be reachable, free from the invisible walls that keep them bound to their accursed realm. But even as the magical boundary vanishes, a cacophony rises, the angered howls and mournful wails of wraiths, suddenly aware of their newfound freedom and the mortal who granted it. With grim determination, the alchemist tightens his grip on the vial of elixir. He knows that what comes next is the true test, the final chapter in a saga that's ranged from the depths of despair to the heights of hope. For better or worse, the wraiths are unleashed, and the alchemist's fate now intertwines with theirs in a web spun from the threads of destiny and danger. With a deep breath, he steps into the valley, elixir in hand, ready to face the shadows. As if shot from darkened bowstrings, the wraiths erupt from the valley, formless shadows surging toward the human settlements dotting the horizon. It's a terrifying spectacle, a black wave of despair set to engulf the innocent. But the alchemist is ready. He unsheathes a dagger, not of metal, but of crystallized arcane energy. His fingers trace over its edge, imbuing it with the glowing elixir that he'd so painstakingly crafted. The dagger absorbs the liquid, pulsating in harmony with the potion, now a weapon of salvation and dread. Taking a deep breath to steady his racing heart, he lunges forward into the black sea of wraiths. The dagger slashes through the air, leaving streaks of radiant light in its wake. When it makes contact with the first wraith, the result is instantaneous, a burst of light, a scream of anguish and relief, and then, transformation. The shadow takes on a more human form, spectral features melting away to reveal the visage of someone once lost but now, miraculously, found. Emboldened, the alchemist plunges deeper into the horde. His movements are fluid, a dance of precision and timing honed by years of training. Each slash of his dagger frees another soul, each incantation amplifies the elixir's power. The wraiths, 
so accustomed to spreading despair, now recoil in confusion and fear, their reign of terror faltering under the onslaught of the alchemist's unwavering resolve. Yet, even as he carves a path through the mass of darkness, the alchemist is acutely aware that the human settlements are perilously close to being overwhelmed. He can't be everywhere at once, his elixir, despite its potency, has its limits. Fingers gripping the hilt of his dagger, he faces a terrible truth, for every wraith he transforms, there may be dozens more that slip past him, carrying their curse into the hearts and homes of countless innocents. Sweat and fatigue begin to take their toll, but surrender is not an option. With a renewed burst of speed, he advances, the blade of his dagger singing the song of liberation and battle. He will face the horde, and he will either emerge triumphant or be consumed by the very shadows he seeks to dispel. The sky darkens further, as if even the heavens recoil from the onslaught of wraiths. Despite his valiant efforts, the alchemist's stamina wanes, his movements slowing ever so slightly with each clash. His elixir-laden dagger continues to work wonders, shearing through the ethereal forms of the wraiths and releasing the human souls trapped within. But for every wraith that regains its human form, two more seem to take its place, an endless cascade of shadow and despair. The newly restored humans are bewildered, frightened, some even falling to their knees in disoriented shock. They are safe, but their savior's battle is far from over. Even as he locks eyes with one wraith after another, each visage a mask of torment and loss, the alchemist feels the noose of their overwhelming numbers tighten around him. It's a grim arithmetic, the tally of souls rescued weighed against the ever-increasing throng of wraiths, surging towards vulnerable villages and towns. His arms grow heavy, his breaths shallow and rapid. The unrelenting pressure starts to compromise his focus, his incantations become less precise, his dagger swipes less accurate. For the first time, doubt seeps into his thoughts, a corrosive force that threatens to shatter his resolve. Yet the alchemist fights on, bolstered by the urgency of his quest and the countless lives hanging in the balance. But no amount of valor can alter the stark reality, he is getting outnumbered, each moment tipping the scale further away from hope and toward a bleak and shadowy abyss. There's a flash of inspiration, a dangerous, last-ditch idea that ricochets through his exhausted mind. He might not be able to confront every wraith in direct combat, but perhaps there's another way. A risky gambit that threatens to consume him, body and soul, but one that also holds the promise of a final, decisive victory. His hand clenches around the vial of elixir still tucked in his satchel. If his calculations are correct, a concentrated release of the potion could produce an area effect, purging the curse from multiple wraiths at once. It's a gamble with his own life as the wager, but as the wraiths close in, the alchemist knows that he's run out of alternatives. With steely determination, he readies himself to make the ultimate sacrifice. Backed against a gnarled tree that serves as the final rampart between him and a seemingly inevitable end, the alchemist's gaze darts among the swarm of wraiths. There, in the center of the dark congregation, floats the largest wraith of them all. Its form is more solid, more menacing, exuding an aura of primeval despair unlike any of its spawn. 
This is the original, the first human to ever partake in Nightshade's curse-laden nectar, the progenitor of all the wraiths. With a final glance at the vial in his hand, the alchemist contemplates the risks. The potion was designed to be administered in controlled doses, there's no telling what an entire vial could do, especially to the originator of the curse. But he's out of options, and time is a luxury he can't afford. Taking a deep breath, he cocks his arm back and hurls the vial with all the might he can muster. It spirals through the air, a comet of hope in an abyss of darkness. The wraiths, sensing the concentrated magic within, screech in a chorus of dismay. The vial strikes the original wraith, shattering upon impact and releasing a burst of luminescent elixir that engulfs it entirely. The creature lets out an ear-piercing screech, a sound filled with both agony and liberation, as its form starts to dissolve into a swirling mist of darkness and light. As if connected by an invisible thread, the other wraiths waver, their dark forms pulsating in erratic rhythms. One by one, like dominoes tumbling in a meticulously orchestrated pattern, they too dissolve into mist, their screams blending with the wind until nothing but silence remains. Where there once were shadows, now there are humans, men and women materializing from the dispersing mist, expressions of bewilderment and awe etched on their faces. Their eyes meet the alchemists, gratitude, and a dawning comprehension reflected in their gaze. Exhausted but resolute, the alchemist slides down the tree, finally allowing himself a moment to breathe. The vial is empty, the elixir spent, but the valley is cleansed, and the curse lifted. At least, that's what he wants to believe. With the last tendrils of mist dissipating, the valley regains its celestial serenity, bathed in the gentle glow of the moonlight. The alchemist, his body racked with exhaustion, his magical reserves depleted, allows himself to collapse onto the soft, dewy ground. Around him, the newly liberated humans disperse, each coming to terms with their newfound reality, their second chance at a life unmarred by eternal sorrow. The alchemist's eyes drift to the nightshade flower, now wilting in the aftermath of its once-a-century full bloom. It's a bitter reminder of the terrible cost of immortality, a testament to the human yearning that nearly damned an entire valley, and perhaps more. Yet, tonight, it stands defeated, its nectar neutralized, its curse lifted. As his breaths slow, the alchemist closes his eyes. Every fiber of his being aches, but it's a sweet sort of agony, a palpable testament to his hard-fought victory. He lets the sensations wash over him, the weight of his eyelids, the soft rustling of the leaves, the distant cries of nocturnal creatures. In this moment of hard-won peace, he is content. With the nightshade's curse reversed, he has fulfilled the quest that had consumed him for so long. For now, at least, the valley is safe, its residents, spared from the shadowy doom that had nearly befallen them. It's finally over. Flush with triumph, the alchemist makes his way back to his lab, his footsteps heavy yet imbued with a sense of finality. He pushes open the creaky door, ready to document his findings, to immortalize his triumph over the nightshade's curse. But the moment he steps inside, he knows something is terribly wrong. The parchments, vials, 
and crucibles, every record of his painstaking research, gone. The table stands empty, the cabinets bare, as if scrubbed clean by invisible hands. Confused, he turns his gaze to the cage where he had left the mouse, his first successful test subject. Except it's not a mouse that meets his eyes. The creature morphs, its form blurring and expanding, until it becomes something else entirely, a small, impish being with a mischievous grin that chills him to the bone. It's a trickster spirit, one known for deceit and manipulation, its very existence a harbinger of chaos. With a chuckle that sounds like the tinkling of broken glass, the spirit vanishes, leaving behind nothing but empty air and a chilling realization. The curse of the nightshade isn't just contained within its nectar, it's also locked within the knowledge of how to manipulate and exploit it, a knowledge now stolen and bound to be disseminated and misused, perpetuating the cycle of desperation and despair. As the weight of this revelation settles in, the alchemist understands that his victory in the valley is but a temporary reprieve in an enduring, cyclical struggle. The spirit's vanishing grin becomes the haunting epitaph of his quest, a grim reminder that some curses are never truly lifted, they merely change form, adapt, and continue to ensnare new victims in their relentless grip. And so, the cycle continues.